This is the Kingfish. And the Vicar from the Geek Level Podcast. We're listening to Rich Siegfried's Requiem of the Outcast. And now, so are you. Requiem of the Outcast, episode 31, for September 2006. Hey, you. Yeah, you. We know you're out there. Rejects from society. Artists. Writers. Poets. Filmmakers. Get off the couch. Make something. The world is waiting to hear your voice. And so are we. We are the Requiem of the Outcast. Are you an outcast? Hey guys, long time no talk. Well, we happen to have the Balticon episode lined up for you this month, and uh, we've got quite a few of the recordings that we did there at the convention between Earl and myself, as well as some uh, interviews that we did with some fantastic, awesome podcasters. All of their websites will be available in the show notes. I hope you enjoy. We're here in the diner in Balticon in Baltimore, Maryland. This is uh, the first time that Earl and I have done a face-to-face recording of the show. We've done interviews, of course, for your movie, uh, Fall of the Saga. And, of course, with us also is Lee Wilson, who is QA for the show. He typically listens to the episode, makes sure there's not too many mess-ups or anything like that, lets me know if there are any glitches, and fixes it. So now I'm here to make the mess-ups. The interesting thing is we've done a number of uh, panels today. And, by the way, if anyone's curious as to why my voice is suddenly deeper and even sexier, it's because I have a raging cold, so I'm just fighting trying to uh, uh, keep my voice legitimate. Anyway, we were doing several podcast panels today, and on one of them I found out something very interesting that I'd like to share with you, the listeners. When Rich has been doing the recordings with me, he said he had to look at something so that he'd be able to focus. And here's what he told me. He said that he had been staring at an Obi-Wan <laughs> while we're doing all the podcasting things. I had no idea of this. I feel like there's been like a secret third party to our show that I wasn't even aware of. Tell me more about this, Rich. I found that uh, even though you know, you're know you in Florida, I'm in North Carolina, when we record, it's tough to not visually have someone to just be kind of staring off into the ether while speaking to somebody is very strange you're using a bunch of stuff to do the show i wasn't even aware of staring (laughs) off into the ether well you know ether helps to make the show go smoothly for me Uh, i hope the listening audience has also thought about doing all kinds of mind-altering substances while listening to the show you know what maybe you might find some hidden messages that we put in i mean or don't put in but for me, it was tough because I was having to focus on something, and I would kind of get lost, or it would just—I would start to see, feel f- silly. So by being able to focus on something, it, it greatly helped out. That's fair enough. You know, when I actually got one of those wireless ear things to do, uh, you know, the, the earbuds—I think they're called for the cell phones—I had the hardest time talking to people on the phone because I used to have a phone. I'm—I I, my job is to talk on the phone, so it's like, hey, that's great. I can talk. I have a phone to talk to. When the earbud would just sort of hover there. It was the most disconcerting feeling on earth because you're going, it's like you're just talking to midair. talking to myself. That is what I'm doing. I'm talking to myself. And, you know, we make fun of people driving down the highway, all the people with the little earbuds or the little dangly thing with the microphone, and they're like, la, 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 la. And you're like, man, is that person gone crazy? It's like I'm speaking to the voice of God. But what does God have need for with an earbud? I would think that as the voice of God, he'd... Has some kind of omnipotent power. That's just me, though. <laughs> I've got God on the other line. Can you hold? <laughs> There's no waiting line on the phone line to God, brother. Actually, speaking of which, we um, Voice of God came out, I think, quite a few times during last night's recording of the Eye of Argon, Aragon. What what the hell is it called? Argon. It is the Eye of Argon. That that piece is the most painful piece of material I have ever set eyes upon. First of all. The, the the main character's name has got about a four-to-one ratio of consonants to vowels. His name is Gringner. 
He's Grigner. it's Grigner. It's Grigner. there's there's an eye. That's all there is. And then it's just like it, you know what he looks like. It, 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 eye of Argon is the exact same thing you'd get if you if you dosed your cat up on cocaine and made him run across the keyboard. Ah, yeah. That <laughs> if I had a nickel. <laughs> Seriously, it was frightening just to read all this. Like um. What were the things that they were saying last was, was, portal, There was, was, portal, portal, a uh, lot of saggy, floppy uh, breasts. Nipples, not, not a lot of saggy, floppy nipples. Yeah, but they were firm breasts with saggy nipples. And the rim-off, it was the rim-off. I don't know what the deal was with the rim-off, but there was something sexual hit. I don't even know what a rim-off, I, like, I feel like the innocent guy in American Pie is just like, what's a rim-off? I, th- I think a little backstory is needed. Uh, what the eye of Aurora... Is that possible? <laughs> not really. The the genesis of this um, entire project was 30 years ago, I believe, a story was written by Jim Theus. And, or maybe it's Theus. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I couldn't pronounce half the words Jim that he T. was spelling. To Jim T. We'll call him Jim T. Jim T. So Jim T. wrote a story when he was 16 years old, and it was so abhorrently pitiful that he never released it. Yet somehow a photocopy ended up in an issue of some sci-fi magazine. And from there, it became a cult phenomenon. It's like a, basically, yeah. it's like a get-together. You get together, and you uh, they would get together and read it. So we decided we were going to do basically like a scotch cast. We were going to drink some scotch, drink some vodka. Uh, Murr had some gin, but I won't use that joke again. <laughs> they had wet Keanu's, which is a drink, uh, I think, originally created by Murr or the guys from the Kick-Ass Mystic Ninjas from the Dragon Page. Either way, there was there was a lot of Murr and gin going on. Um, let's see. What else was there? Um... Anyway, so the point of the whole thing is, is we're all sitting around reading it. It took us the the, the book is or the, the the story is how long? It's twenty two. Uh, it's twenty two pages long, and we only made it through thirteen pages in an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Say it one more time. An hour and a half. An hour and a half. Can I get an amen? Amen. Lordy day. It was an hour and a half for thirteen pages. I was freaking out. And here's the thing that blew our minds. Okay, when you're reading the Eye of Argon, the problem that happens is that it is so random in terms of the word choice it's like dickens if he was on pot and he wrote fantasy because he'll just it'll go off hang on one second they're asking for people to clean yeah that that's going to happen in a you know actually that'll happen right after we finish the eye of argon um the the, anyways the situation with the whole thing is it's like charles dickens okay because he'll 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 start you know charles dickens used to write sentences i think the longest one was 826 words long okay This is the thing it is. It'll go on for so long that by the time you get to the end of the sentence, you forgot what the first sentence was, for the first word of the sentence was. Now, here's the situation. The Eye of Argon is so similar. We believe, so we think we only got 13 pages through it, but we can't be sure because what may have happened is in our drunkenness, we may have, we, and passing the pages, they might have gotten in different order. We may have read over the same pages several, three, four, five, six times. We have no idea how many times because you could just pick it up from any point, and it sounds exactly at the beginning, the end, everywhere. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, I, I heard many of the same phrases over again. But you have to realize that we had roughly 12 to 15 people reading this, and we were passing around through the room. Now, my feeling is that, uh, of course, you at 16, you, you're so caught up in, in trying to impress people that uh, you just kind of make words up, or you just kind of... Uh, throw at the source at your essays because I know, uh, you know, in high school I I definitely had to write a lot of papers and uh, anytime that I had to you don't want to use the same word over and over again even though you're talking about the same subject for 10 pages and so you just you look at the thesaurus and you're like oh I, I can use this word in this place and I can use this word in this place but you've, hit it. you've totally hit it I just realized the eye of argon is what would happen if Johnny Cochran had ever gone into sci-fi fantasy <laughs> it's the conflagellation of the collaboration of the sagging nipples nipply dippling on top of the tripping slipping dipping. I mean it was just shocking if the sci-fi doesn't fit you must quit alright go ahead anyway what were you saying but but I mean, I mean that was that was basically what I was saying is is that that we we have you, you, you write something and, and you're trying so hard to 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 make it sound uh, good and professional for your your teacher and your professor if when you get to college that that you you try to sound so much smarter than what you really are and in reality usually that makes you sound not quite as smart because the words don't fit in the sentence structure as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now here, let's. Now we have to go to the official referee. Rich is going to give us the official rules for the Eye of Argon reading. Rich, please give us the rule. 
The official rules for the reading of the Eye of Argon, first of all, must take place with alcohol in the room. It can be used as a drinking game where if you, as reading, make a mistake, mispronounce a word, get lost, or just laugh, you have to pass the paper on, pass the microphone on if you podcast it like we did, and then take a drink. Special corollary to that, you cannot pronounce the words correctly if they are misspelled. You must pronounce the words as they are spelled. Or repeated, as many of the was-wases in the portal portals. Now, not only is the source words so screwed up, but the source material itself is rather screwy. It's had some of the most graphic descriptions of most mundane tasks I've ever seen. And then when it gets to the incredible action of this this writing odd words are thrown in there <laughs> everything from nipple was a popular one saggy he struck saggily into with his with the nipply sword into the loincloth area of the Thick man's leather sandals it's it it's literally insane it is it's insanity it is written insanity it is a man crazy seriously this guy makes hunter s thompson seem balanced <laughs> now that's the <laughs> <laughs> and I have to, you know, we have to confess the, the the end result of that entire escapade. An hour and a half of 13 pages. We did not finish it. The Eye of Argon beat us. In our drunken state, we could not complete it. And, in fact, we started to get security calling because we were just screaming and shouting and laughing so much. But if you want to, go ahead, try and read it for yourself. But, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, taking up the Spanish Inquisition in your part-time. If you really want to do it, that's fine. But, at, you know, I wouldn't recommend it myself. Anyway, moving on to that. We, we did some podcasting panels today. How do you feel that went, Rich? The podcasting panels really went well. We had a really good collection of people up there. We had um, Steve Ely from the Escape Pod. He was uh, moderating most of them because there was no other moderator. No, no moderators chosen, rather. And the funny thing is they, they put an M next to whoever was moderating. Up until that point, I thought the M meant you were male. <laughs> but then I knew that wasn't right because I didn't put one next to Rich's name, and I thought that Dale was just trying to make fun of him. Okay. I I didn't know. <laughs> the illusion's been shattered, Earl. You bastard! I hate Balticon. Anyway, aside from my gender, uh, <laughs> the questioning of my gender, gender bending affinities of Requiem of the Outcast. Go ahead. This is now going to be the trans cast. <laughs> it's Trans America, <laughs> the tranny cast. Oh uh, no. <laughs> so, what were we talking? About? Oh, the panels. Yes, the. Uh, <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> Sorry, the I got man to, panels. The man. <laughs> no, because Mur was on them on quite a few of them. The woe man panels. <laughs> well, as many of the panels, they started off good. We, obviously, we had uh, Steve Ely uh, running them from Escape Pod. We also had Mur Lafferty from Geek Fu Action Grip, T Morris from Moravi. I should be writing. No, um, Murr does I Should Be Writing. Yeah, what the hell am I thinking? Morris does Survival Guide to Writing Fantasy. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's but right. listen to both of them. They were good. Yeah, yeah. they are. Um, let's hear. Who else was on there? Jared oh, Axelrod Jared from, from uh, uh, Voice of Free Planet X, Free Planet X. Yeah. which Jason, sounds awesome. Random by Signal. By the way, I listen to and Lulu, he does also the Lulu podcast. By the way, you really need to check out Random Signal. I just checked it out for five seconds while I was picking up some stuff out of my room, and it is just such a mind-blowingly funny podcast. you got to check it out. So we've got all of these great people up there. Oh, they were also uh, being recorded uh, for uh, podcasting by Martha Holloway. Martha Holloway. Holloway. Taking care of it. In fact, you can check out all the information and the show notes from all the panels. Visit Balticon.org, and they'll be able to give you everything you need in order to... Uh, I'm falling off the chair here. <laughs> like, I, I'm sitting here. I'm like, everybody else is sitting on their chairs, and I am, like, standing like a preacher. Just I leap up to the mic and start going at it. Anyway, the point of the whole thing is visit Balticon.org for all of the uh, show notes, for all the things we did in the panels. There were so many excellent websites and information oh, given out there. Yeah. Blew my mind. Absolutely. So far, we've done uh, podcasts we love, what podcasting is, podcast, podcast basics. I think we've got advanced podcasting uh, tomorrow. Uh, we already did Invasion of the Pod People. I think that was the first one. No, I did. Yeah, you were asleep actually. You were poor Earl came back all sick. You came sick, back sick from what Mobicon? Yeah, I keep. Well, actually, I was sick. Uh, just yeah, from Mobicon. It was right after Mobicon. I got sick and it just bleh. so I've been. That's why my voice is so messed up right now. But it's so sexy, Earl. It is so sexy. This is why we don't have Lee on the show. <laughs> <laughs> just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> 
I get enough of this from Rich as it is. I'm sitting here across from him. He's just like staring me in the eyes. And it's like, oh, God. Three words. Earl Lovedall. <laughs> Technically, Lovedall is a conjugation of two words into a single... Co- just shut up. Earl Newton Lovedall. <laughs> oh, anyway, so uh, so that said, we're uh, so we've done we've done those three panels. Those went fantastically well. I think everybody got a lot of great information, a lot of great questions coming out, a lot of great podcasts. I was not aware of like the um, the I cannot remember yeah, the that one. that one was good. <laughs> and also the um, by the way, I found out a great way. If you're hanging out with people, especially I, I'll be straight. If you're hanging out with geeks like we're doing right now. And you don't, like for myself, I'm not nearly as knowledgeable about this stuff as everybody else, but if you just go, if you, if you want to seem like you fit in and somebody mentions a name, you go, oh, yeah, like for example, somebody mentioned a little bit earlier today, let's say uh, Counselor Troy from Star Trek. You just go, oh, yeah, you, the girl from, uh, and you, I'm snapping my finger right now. You go, the girl from uh, Marina Sears, that's exactly, yeah, I love her. That's all you have to do to fit in. Because everybody here wants to prove that they are so knowledgeable, they will instantly leap forward to fill in any kind of information. It's just a helpful tip for surviving the cons. Yeah, yeah, it, it really helps because, you know, you may have no clue, but you make it seem like you're thinking, oh, and they're going to answer. Amen, brother. I almost said amen, sister. I'm glad I didn't. Okay, so now where we are, <laughs> we're, we're going to, now Lee is doing his little dance. This is, <laughs> he's going to make a little love and get down tonight, get down tonight. Um, so anyway, we're, we're, we've done these, pod, uh, these podcast panels. They went excellently well. Uh, we're going to be doing another one tomorrow. Of course, we also have the film festival tomorrow. Sins of the Mother is going to premiere in Baltimore tomorrow. Rock on. We just played in uh, St. Petersburg, and it seriously rocked. We played at Mobicon. We have played, did I, t- I don't know if I told you this, Rich. We played every, somewhere every weekend in May. Really? I didn't know that. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is cool. The thing is, one of them didn't tell us we were going to be there. <laughs> they Fort, didn't know yeah, in Fort Lauderdale was the Total Film Festival, and they didn't tell us. And like, you know how I found out? How's that? Because uh, I was checking the website, and they said, here were the finalists. We're going to play again on Tuesday night. And mine was in the list. And I'm like, hey, guys. <laughs> it was good enough to play again, not just good enough to call me, though, I guess. <laughs> it didn't rock on that quite that hard. And I called them, and they were really embarrassed. They were like... We really like your film. Um, we could send you a program. <laughs> like that's so kind of you. That's so special. Oh, uh, send a plane, a plane ticket next year. Yeah. How about yeah? Or maybe give me a call beforehand. Anyway, so, <coughs> so that said, what else is it? What's in our plans here for this weekend, Rich? Well, let's see. Here. We've got a, kind of a podcaster meetup, I suppose, at a local crab shack. Uh, the, yeah. the line this weekend was like, Rich was like, "You're gonna make sure I get crabs this weekend, right?" I said, it "Depends on who we talk to." <laughs> Which, actually, let's speak on that for a moment. I've been to many conventions. There's some really hot chicks around here. Balticon rocks very hard for hot chicks. And see, I'm trying to scan the room right now, but there's not as many hot chicks in this room because this is the uh, uh, the con suite, and hot chicks don't have time to eat. That's right. I think all the hot chicks are actually preparing for the masquerade because we originally set up at a table downstairs uh to record this and we were kicked off because they needed to set up the tables for the masquerade so i have the feeling that all of the hot chicks are in the masquerade and so i don't really know what we're doing here but <laughs> yeah that 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 kind of confuses me rich why, why did you drag us away from that i don't know i'm sorry i shouldn't have i'm I, I, i've wronged you all either way guys the con is going fantastically well um we're going to screen the movie tomorrow we're also going to do a, a podcast of the, now of course all the panels we've done are going to be podcasted but we're going to do a podcast of the panel tomorrow and uh we're going to go get crabs tonight and they're going to be fantastic yeah, it's going to can't wait to get crabs gosh <laughs> i'm not even commenting on that i'm just not hey you want to grab a firefly girl yeah go grab a firefly girl go grab kaylee kaylee right there right there yeah kaylee jumpsuit Okay, Earl has just ran off to go get a girl who is dressed as Kaylee from Firefly. Kaylee is my favorite character. Hello, what's your name? I'm Betsy. Betsy, This is Betsy. Betsy is dressed like Kaylee. Betsy's in trouble because I'm pretty sure that Kaylee is all of our favorite character. Would you like to sit down for a second, Betsy? Sure. Betsy, you're on Requiem of the Outcast. Basically, Requiem of the Outcast is a podcast on the Internet dedicated to helping us meet women. No, that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about at all. No. (laughs) Basically, Requiem... <laughs> I don't know if that came across the mic. 
There you go. That's good. <laughs> Bessie works in theater. This just this the math just keeps adding up better and better and better every moment. Anyway, this is Record with the Outcast. Would you like to step on our show for a moment, Betsy? Sure. Secretly, we're, you're already on the show. We just didn't want to tell you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Betsy. You're a fan of uh, uh, of Firefly, right? Yes. How'd you get involved? Um, my friend said, Betsy, there's a show I want you to see, and she dragged me over her house and showed me a few episodes. And then she revealed her nefarious plan was all along to stuff me in a Kaylee costume next con. <laughs> She does very, very, very simple. In fact, we need to get a photo, Lee. We need to get a photo because Betsy looks remarkably like Kaylee. Now, now the question I have is, did you catch it in the original run, or did you catch it in the sci-fi run in the past year before the Serenity movie came out? I caught it on the DVD a little before the sci-fi run. That's pretty close. I got it on the bootleg DVD, so that's I'm I'm even more underground. Hang on a second. Now Lee's gonna get a photo of you because you are just gorgeous, Betsy. I don't mind telling you, Rich. You are the 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 commensurate uh, Serenity Firefly fan. I want you to test Betsy for me, okay? We're gonna do a quick test. Are you okay with that, Betsy? Okay, here's what we're going to do, Betsy. Betsy's just feeling horribly abused here right now. She's like, my God. I'm like, I'm trying to enjoy. I paid to be here. What are you bothering me for? Okay, do you have, do you have a problem staying, Betsy? I'm fine. That's fine. Well, yes, you are. No, here we go. Rich, when you have a second, by all means, we want to test Betsy's knowledge. And Rich can do this. Are you, are you up to this, Betsy? Sure. You will win something. Are you ready? I guess. Do you know what you'll win? What? <laughs> I don't either. I was hoping you did. Okay, ready? When you have a chance, Rich, we're going to give you the mic, and you are going to... Oh, actually, I will be holding the mic, and uh, and Rich will be asking. Ready? Are you ready, Rich? I'm ready. Just so for the folks at home, Rich nor Betsy are completely prepared for this. I've made this up on the spot. Go ahead, Rich. Who, or what was the name of the man that Kaylee was with when uh, Mal first met her? Oh, good question. Betsy gets 10 seconds to think. Ready? One, two, ten. ten seconds. Bester. Damn, she's good. She is. All right, all right. We're gonna come back again. We're gonna go. We gotta go around too, because we're gonna give you something. I have. I've. We have a bunch of cool comic books and stuff. We're gonna give. We're gonna give her stuff. Sure. She's gonna get cool stuff. All right. You good, Betsy? Right. Are you ready for round two, Betsy? Sure. All right. Okay. Ready? Are you gonna think of one? Okay. Rich is gonna think of one. Meanwhile, we're gonna tell you a little bit about the things you'll win. Are you a fan of comic books, Betsy? Sometimes. What sort of comic books do you like? Um. Mostly, I read manga. I've been getting into American graphic novels more recently, mostly through Neil Gaiman's work. Oh, Neil. Now, have you gone to see Neil yet? Yeah, I was at the panel with him and Peter Beagle earlier. How was it? I loved it. Now, tell me tell me about Neil Gaiman just a little bit. How did you get involved in his work? Um, I read Good Omens. Oh. Uh, yeah. Now, I want to see Amer- read American Gods. Have you read it yet? Of course. What's it like? Tell me about it, because I don't know. Um, it's very it's very much mythologically based fantasy, modern fantasy. It's pretty dark it's i like give me kind of an idea of the story i know that they like they do treat gods like regular people in the story is that how it works yeah very much so it's the basic premise is that the gods have been more reduced in their powers now because they aren't much believed in anymore and so they have to grift along and skim off the and they're basically the underclass now Wow. Now, wait, when you say they're the underclass, what does that mean for them? Um, well, one of the major characters, not to spoil a plot point. This could be spoilers. Everybody doesn't want to hear spoilers. Turn down your radio. But one of the major characters, uh, Mr. Wednesday, is, in fact, Odin of Greek mythology. And, not Greek. I, that was a slip of thing. Norse mythology. And Odin was the king of the gods more or less. It's right. com- oh, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. It's more complicated than that, but in Norse mythology, but he's reduced to basically a simple con man in the novel. Odin is now I would have thought Loki would have been the con man, but Odin is the con man. Now Loki is also fairly key and I can't say any more about that, but no Odin is the con man. What now can you tell me anything that he does that's particularly conny? Wait, 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 wait. Hang on one Did second. you say that Odin is Pac Man? No, is a con man. Oh, okay. I just <laughs> totally heard that. <laughs> see, because that would be gr- <laughs> he's doing the Pac-Man thing with those, but he's got a big hammer too. Yes. That's the it's like crossing the old Mario game with Pac-Man. You know, remember when Mario would have the hammer? You play Donkey Kong? Not really. How old are you, Kay? How are you, Betsy? I almost called you Kaylee. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. <laughs> you, no, how old are you? Um, nineteen. Thank God. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just um, no, what, like, what was the oldest game system you ever played? Um, I used to play on my aunt's old original Nintendo. Some. But so you, so you played, you played Donkey Kong. 
Yeah, I've, I've never been much of a gamer, though. I just... Okay, that's fair. That's fair. The only reason I ask is because in order to get that joke, you have to remember that if you guys remember Donkey Kong, the old version, Mario would be weak, and Donkey Kong would be throwing barrels at him until Mario got the hammer and went on crack. And he was like, bah, bah, bah. okay, do you have questions? Absolutely. How many do you have? I've got two, and I think that'll be good. Two is all we need. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do a secondary round, and we're gonna do a final round. The first round, she's already won a comic book. Dun dun dun. It's a good thing to get a comic book. <laughs> all right. Well, are you ready? You ready? Sure. Okay. Here we go. This is the second round. For this round, you will also get a DVD sampler of all the fantastic podcasts that are being played this week, and there's a lot of great stuff on there. And since you're 19. We can give it to you. Are you ready? Are you feeling offended at all, Betsy? I'm fine. That's secret girl code for get out of my face, you mushroom loser. <laughs> ready now, Rich. When you have a moment, we're going to take the first, que the second question now. Are we ready? You ready? Yeah. Okay. I, I wish I had the, uh, you need to put it in later, the, right, the millionaire music, okay. the millionaire who wants to be a millionaire. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, ready? Right. Rich, when you have a moment, here we go. All right. Who played Kaylee? Jewel State. Damn, she's good. All right, that was the second round. Now we're going to go, would you like to quit here and keep your sampler pack <laughs> and your comic, or would you like to go for the final round, which will give her, her a uh, a free... A free yeah, I'm like, I'm like looking <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah, Lee, Lee is like hiding his cell phone. I'm looking around for things to give her. We'll give you... <laughs> we'll give you... No, we won't give you... No, that would be steps down. No, we're going <laughs> to... No, just like... I'd rather take <laughs> No, what we're going to do is I also have a sample of a film I made. Are you, are you a Star Wars fan? Yes, I am. Did you like the new movies? The, the prequels? No. Oh, by her face, I can tell no, but tell me what you think. <laughs> Not so much. I Have you ever heard of a film called Fall of a Saga? No. It actually won Best Film here two years ago. We have a, a copy of it. We will give you. That'll be your third prize, all right, if you can get this question right. Are you ready? Sure. Now, of course, Betsy understands she's playing all this for charity, so all her gifts will go to some kid who can't read. Are you ready? Yeah. Rich. <laughs> when you think we're not giving her any books. <laughs> <laughs> Comic books. Ah, you just, like, cut out a whole swath of the population here, Rich. All right, are you ready? Yes. We have our final question. Are you nervous, Betty? Betsy? Eh. Do you want to hit me for saying Betty instead of Betsy? Usually it's Becky, so you're actually kind of creative. Thanks. See, I'm making things up as I go along. I'm completely not prepared for this. I usually get very nervous. All right, you ready? Sure. Here we go for real this time. Betsy, the final question Rich Sigerford will deliver. All right, because it's the final question, it's a two-parter. Here we go. Who shot Kaylee? That would be... I can't remember his name, but it's the Alliance agent in the first episode. Dobson. Will we take that? Yes, absolutely. Oh. And and the worst part is she basically answered the second question, which was, what episode? So, <laughs> Can you tell me what the episode's called? It's called Serenity. Ah, there we go. Okay, we have to get some applause here. Not only has Betsy won all three rounds of our completely impromptu mega competition, but... You just spanked Rich thoroughly on that final question by answering it before he could even ask I, it. I, I couldn't remember Dobson's name. We knew as soon as we heard the answer whether she would have been right or wrong, but I couldn't remember his name. But so it's right. You were going to ask the, what his name was, and you didn't know the answer. I had no idea. <laughs> you have not only you have just beaten the daylights out of him, Betsy. Oh, she just scoffs at your failure. All right, Betsy, we're going to meet up with you at some point during the con, and we're going to give you a whole heap bag full of gifts and prizes, and thank you so much for playing our game. I'm guessing you will be at the Have Brown Coat Will Travel, right? Possibly. I might be gone, I might be gone Monday. See, I won't even be here Monday. We're good. Are you going to be here today? Are you going to be at the uh, uh, any of the panels or anything today? We'll meet you up and find you. She's checking her panel schedule while we do that. Rich, tell me, how did you come up with all those questions so quickly? Well, I happen to be a big fan of Firefly and Serenity, so it didn't really take too much to be able to come up with the questions. I just needed about... All prizes delivered by... This is like the part of the show where it's like, we've run out of time, so sorry, thank you so much. All of our prizes were delivered by Earl Newton and his various production companies therein. Betsy is preparing her packages. Rich, I think we've got to go in terms of the show. Are you good with that? Absolutely. Guys, it's been a fantastic time, but hold one second, Betsy. We can get some information for you. But, Lee, for me, for Rich, we're going to say goodbye for a moment. We'll be back in just a little bit. Are you guys ready? Ready. Bye. Ready. We're out. Bye. www.balticompodcast.org
Let the Balticon podcast take you inside the minds of the people who make science fiction happen. Get the scoop on what's happening in science fiction from authors, techies, and scientists. We guarantee that you'll be entertained and enlightened. The Balticon podcast. Great interviews with the people who make science fiction happen. Authors, fans, and honest-to-God scientists. And we play music at the end. Search for Balticon in iTunes or visit us at www.balticonpodcast.org. The invasion fleet stood on full alert. Admiral Thurlock paced the bridge of his flagship, eye stalks trembling with fury. The door dilated, and Chief Knowledgeist Grimble entered nervously. "'Is it true?' the Admiral growled. "'Have the Earthlings destroyed themselves before we could get to them?' "'Ah, uh, no, sir,' said Chief Grimble. "'All radio emissions from the Earth did go silent, but it's not because they destroyed themselves. Quite the opposite.' He held up a small rectangle of white plastic. "'They've been hurling these into space in place of radio waves. It's called an iPod shuffle.' "'Great gods!' said the Admiral. Could they have advanced so quickly? They have, sir. We've been analyzing the contents. We've learned that Earth's media dictatorship has fallen, replaced by a free republic of so-called podcasts. Everyone has total free expression, and all their music can be played without a license. They all gather in an alley to elect their leaders. Currently the benevolent Queen Dawn and King Drew in the capital city of Coverville. But how? the Admiral demanded. Where did they get such ideas? Well, sir, you're not going to like this part. Although they're free, they all bow to a supreme overlord, Adam Curry. Curry has conquered another planet? The Admiral roared. Damn that galactic rock and roll geek. This is the bitterest pill indeed. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Uh, what should we do, sir? Do? Well, we can't fight them. We'll have to create a podcast of our own and corrupt their regime from within. Get me a computer, a microphone, the cheapest mixer you can find. We will show them that we, too, have audacity. Ah, uh, yes, sir, said Grimble, backing away slowly. This wasn't going to go well. He wondered if there was time to jump ship. The Weiner Rebellion was still going on in the asteroid belt. Surely they had need for an evil genius. And prepare the Votatron! Escape Pod, the science fiction podcast magazine. Find us at escape.extraneous.org. We're here at Balticon 2006, and I am with Steve Ely, and I'd like him to talk a little bit about his phenomenal podcast. Hi, I'm Steve Ely. My podcast is Escape Pod. We call it the Science Fiction Podcast Magazine. And uh, what we do is we buy stories from writers, we narrate them, and we give it away for free. Yes, people think I'm crazy. How much do stories typically go for? Well, you mean like on the open story market in Chicago or something? Or? Yeah. We, we started with a rate where I was paying $20 for non-exclusive audio rights. And you know, we got a pretty good response because a lot of people you know, were happy to buy stories that were previously published as well as new stories. And, I mean, obviously, if you've already sold a story once, most people don't do them in audio, so a lot of authors are happy to sell audio rights for fairly cheap. Um, and, yeah, we, we gave them out. We started taking donations, and uh, that's done so well for us that we've recently raised our rates to $50 for a full-length story. We also do flash fiction, which is stories a 1,000 words or less. Uh, for that, we, st we pay $20 now. We started at 5 for Flash. I was just kind of embarrassed to give $5 for anything. You know. A lot of people said, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. So yes, $50 for full-length stories, up to about 6,000 words, give or take, and uh, Flash for under 1,000 words is $20. How do you feel this business model has influenced podcasting, and have you noticed anybody else attempting it? I actually have seen a couple of other markets, uh, other podcasts that have started buying on a similar model. There's a literary magazine. Uh, their name escapes me right now. I'm sorry. Other than that, uh, there's still not that many mar uh, podcasts that are paying for content. I'd certainly love to see more. What I'm really trying to do is just prove to people that there are other ways to break even with podcasting besides just the advertising and sponsorship model that everyone seems to be coveting uh, at the moment.
with uh, podcasting being so prevalent, and oftentimes us geeks, we incorporate some of the things that we intake into our personal pop culture, into our lexicons. Uh, what would you say have been some things that have really influenced your vernacular? I'm not sure I grok the question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. if, we, if, we, if we took it to 11, maybe we could figure that out. Uh, That's inconceivable. Yes. I do not think that word means what you think what you think it means. Uh, yeah, I mean it's yeah. W- what I what I really love about environments like this is that you can drop as many in jokes as you care to, and someone in the crowd is going to get the in joke. And uh, yeah, because we've all we all have. It's amazing how similar people have very diverse tastes and interests. But there, yeah, there's a certain level of cool that once people are exposed to it, they tend to agree that it's cool. Dropping Princess Bride references is cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm having cameras waved in my face all over the place right now. Being famous is this cool. This is the most photographed podcast of all time. Yes. <laughs> what I really like about the uh, about the science fiction culture is that the t- the the, term- the slang and the terminology and the, the goofballisms don't change as fast as they do in regular pop culture. Yeah, the bomb came and went pretty damn fast, didn't it? But we can still say rock, and that's something from the '60s. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's the cat's meow, isn't it? Uh, skidoo. Yeah. And Tyler, too. <laughs> but the point, I mean, Princess Bride is, what, a 15-year-old movie now? Something like that? Maybe older than that? And we still quote from it. We still think it's cool. People still do Rocky Horror these days. Um, you know, it th- coolness tends to be a lot more timeless in science fiction culture than it does in many other cultures. Maybe it's just that the speed at which cool new media is being produced doesn't match the frenetic pace of Hollywood uh, of, well, regular mass culture. Or maybe it's just that we tend to have longer memories and we tend to think more about what we're we're viewing and what we think is cool. And so it tends to stick with us a bit longer. You've kind of started something that's um, an excellent model, really. I mean, it's it's not unique in terms of the overall. I mean, people have done it elsewhere, but in this medium, it's completely unique. So my question for you is, have you seen anybody kind of try to do a, you know, Johnny come lately, they're going to do the same thing, or do you really feel like you're? I mean, just you're leading the pack. Is there anybody coming up behind you? I guess. Yeah. Well, actually, what I'm hoping to do is corner the market. Well, that's what you've done so far. <laughs> yeah, we're actually uh, talking. Like, uh, Escape Pod has done well enough now. We've actually formed a small company called Escape Artists Incorporated, <laughs> which kind of owns the podcast. And uh, yeah, that's my little tax shelter kind of thing. And we're actually talking with. Can I can I say, or is it a secret confidential source? Okay. Right. Yeah. Yes, Merv Lafferty of Geek Fu Action Grip, I Should Be Writing, and a yet-to-be-named-and-finalized horror podcast. Okay. Eek, eek, eek. And uh, we're, we're doing a horror podcast with a similar structure to Escape Pod, uh, but seeking out specifically horror stories. And she and Ben Phillips, it uh, looks like, are going to be working together with it. Now that I've said it, it must happen, right? Oh, boy. Here we go. The pressure's on. Uh, yeah, we're going to work. Can I say the working title? Sure. Yeah, we're going to call it Pseudopod. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're thinking uh, the way the escape pod works and uh, doing a horror podcast in, in the same way. So uh, probably going to keep the fun thing that Steve started, keep it fun. and But still, I'm a fan of dark humor. So I, I believe the... We strongly thought about making it not fun, and we just kind of, yeah, ruled that out after a while. <laughs> Well, I think, well, there's, like, the scary, scary parts, but, um, you know, my, my co-editor is, I think he's more on the idea of getting a little bit more horror into it. So I think the two of us, it'll make for a good mix, actually. Yeah. That's, 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 that's my hope. Is, I mean, this, the idea actually came about when Murr and I were talking about other ways, because she's actually a, a, a member of the Escape Pod team, and... Uh, yeah, has been involved in a lot of the business side of Escape Pod. And so we're talking, okay, what else What else would be cool to do? And she came up with the idea of the horror podcast. And, uh, yeah, with with her infinite free time. Yeah, we'll bring a few more people in as well. And, uh, yeah, but I think that there is a strong opening out there. There's a strong market. In terms of other people doing similar things, I'd love to see it. You know, I think that 
the great thing about podcasts, about so many creative media, is that they don't actually compete with each other the way people think they do. All you're competing for is the listener, the listener's time, making a decision as to whether you're worth their time or not worth your time. And there's usually, I don't know anybody who only subscribes to one podcast. <laughs> Um, you you start with one podcast. Uh, no one sticks with just one podcast. So really, when when any of us succeeds, we all succeed because we're all bringing new listeners in, and those listeners are finding the rest of us. And I mean that's that's what's beautiful about it, and that's why I think why there's such a great sense of community uh, out of this out of these folks. I've not yet met a podcaster asshole, not in person anyway. I'm, I'm, there's they probably exist, but. Hi, this is Paul Fisher with the Balticon podcast, the but no longer the only podcast dedicated to a one specific science fiction convention, in this case, Balticon. And I want to thank uh, Rich and everyone from Requiem of the Outcasts for coming down to Balticon and supporting us, and uh, Earl as well. And uh, we we've had a great time having them here. And uh, I want to continue on this subject of uh, podcasters genuinely being nice people. Uh, I've, been, I've been to PodcasterCon and uh, um, several other places where I've talked to podcasters, especially talked to the podcasters online. And uniformly, I have found them to be warm and genuine human beings who all wish to have a voice in the world. And they're using podcasting to get it, and uh, they're not mean, and they're not spiteful, and uh, you know what? What better kinds of human beings would you like to have in your life than uh, people who have taken the time to share their voice with the rest of the world? And I actually have my theories about why that is, about why so many people who have been involved in fandom for so long, then who get involved in podcasting, see that the yeah the level of humanness and non-assholery in in podcasting. Uh, tends to be uh, higher. I, th I think it's that in order to podcast at all, you have to have at least a little bit of extrovert tendency. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. If, yeah. Some of yeah, some people are. But the thing is, you have to be at least something of a people person. If you if you believe that your voice is worth worth putting out into the world, then that means you got to have some interest in other people. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you're doing the Emily Dickinson thing and just putting it all into a, a desk drawer somewhere. And uh, so I and I really believe that that carries through quite a bit. I think that podcasters, from everything I've seen, care about other podcasters, and everybody wants everybody else to succeed, and that's a very cool thing. You can really tell that at a convention or when podcasters just get together. I mean, how many meals have we all shared? How many uh, just fun times have we shared? Conversation stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah, the, we're sitting in a corner in the hotel right now. Uh, you know, the only time that we can't get together is if somebody's got something planned. So we find that there's a huge family community, which seems to be missing in in most areas of not fandom, but just professional anything. I mean, Murr is, is a published author. You know, there are plenty of other people that have done a lot of things. You can really tell that there's a great difference in, you know, kind of the universes where some people are very competitive. And we're competitive not in a dangerous way we're competitive like i want my podcast to sound like yours not like i want mine to be better than yours i want to have as many listeners as Murr has i want Murr's hair okay yeah she's keeping it it's getting strange right here i'm sleeping in my car point media Grasshopper, you have learned much in your training. However, to achieve ultimate geekness, you must pass one final test. You must snatch this chip from my hand, Grasshopper. I wasn't looking. You must snatch this chip from my hand. Once again, you must snatch this chip from my hand. You must snatch this chip. Enough! Learn to be a true master. Visit geekfuactiongrip.com. Warning the following information is classified top secret. Well, okay, that's not true, but we think it's cool just to tell you that. 
The subject of this dossier is Random Signal, a podcast produced from an underground super ultra mondo secret facility located somewhere in the Durham, North Carolina area of the Mid-Atlantic United States. Its host is Jason Adams, codenamed Kryptonaut, called by some as a rebel, a geek, and a spinning image of Jane from Joss Whedon's Firefly. Random Signal is a podcast for the independent musician, offering a platform for music too good for the mainstream music industry. More data can be obtained on the Random Signal at randomsignal.com. It is your mission to fill your podcatching client with many episodes of Random Signal, a podcast that is so totally airwolf that Ernest Borgnine is starting up a Backstreet Boys tribute band just so he can get an interview on it. Subscribing to Random Signal is your first priority. End of file. We are with two lovely young ladies, Andrea and Kyle, and they're going to talk a little bit about Ubercon. Well, that's a better start than last time. I've never been good for starts. I, I finished strong, though, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep it in front of me? Because <laughs> I got to get to the finish, baby. Because <laughs> I told him no one too many times. <laughs> okay, where do we want to start? Just talk, just talk a little bit about Ubercon. What, what is it? Where is it at? What is it and where is it at? It is a gaming con. In Secaucus, New Jersey, um, we run biannually, usually in October and March. Um, this year, we're running in October in New Jersey, and we may move to Baltimore for March. Very cool. So uh, it would be like a, a spring con you'd be moving to March. Would it be in the same general area as Balticon, or are you guys still looking around for different places? We're still looking around. Okay. Any major ideas of where it might be? It'd still be in the center, or? No ideas. No ideas whatsoever? No ideas. None? None. None at all? None at all. We'll get the proposals, and then we'll decide where it'll be. I have a very interesting question I've had to place to both of these very lovely ladies. First of all, I'm sitting here next to Kyle. I would do it with Andrea as well, except I can't reach that far across the table. Um, I have to ask you, Kyle. Are you, are you comfortable talking on the microphone? No. Okay, at least she's talking. This is the question that has just struck me all night long. Does it shock you how much this microphone looks like an electric razor? <laughs> Would you call me the barber of Seville if I buy another beer? Maybe. Well, all right. That's that's progress. Tell. She's like, whatever you need, baby. I hook you. All right. Um, I've got Legos. Um, I do. You do? I do have Legos. What kind of Legos? Oh, all kinds. Mixed sets. Mixed sets. Yeah. See, I believe in interracial marriages too. My favorite is, of course, the Castle Legos. The Castle Legos. Okay, now there's a bunch of different kinds. My favorite was, well, I guess it was the Castle Legos with the Robin Hood and the hat and yes. the bow and the arrow, the thing that you choked on as a kid. and The corner pieces that you can make towers <laughs> out of. We're sort of having the same conversation without having it. No, she's not having the same conversation. Okay, so let me ask you. Tell me a little bit about Ubercon. What's what's great about it? I go to Ubercon. I'm a I'm a fanboy. I love Ubercon. What's, what's good? It's going to be a very interesting night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, seriously, what is a fanboy? What is a fanboy? A fanboy is anybody who's fascinated. It doesn't really have to be a guy, but it could be anybody. Girl. It could be anybody who's really interested in a subject to the point that um, they masturbate over it. So let me ask you this real quick, Kyle. Tell me, so I go to Ubercon. What kind of stuff am I going to see there that's really going to make me go, wow? You're going to see a lot of people playing games, basically. What kind of games do they play there? All kinds. We have Like mind games? Or they'd be like, I like you. No, I don't. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Well, you get that at all cons. <laughs> no, I I get that everywhere else too. I'm a, I'm at I'm at the supermarket and they're like, no, no, yes, you can check out here. No, you can't. You can't. No, you can't. No, we have board games. We have a LAN. We have consoles. A LAN. A LAN. Is that like LAN, LAN, Tierra, Tierra? Columbus has found the new world. No, that's like computers. Columbus didn't discover computers. <laughs> How do you know? Were you there? She's got a point. Ooh. Shit. Okay. <laughs> so, so then I have to ask you. Okay, so, so all kinds of games for now. Do you have to be part of a club? Do you have to pay a fee, or just come in and play? Uh, you do have to pay an entrance fee, but well, to get in. To get in, but uh, you don't have to be a part of a club. You just walk in, play games. You can get in there and play a land. What kind of games do you have? Because I'm a video gamer. I do like video games. So let me ask you. This. I'm going to throw this back to Andrew because I have to ask. What kind of games can you play? Um, what kind of <coughs> kind of games, games do you want to play? Video, video games. games. Um, on the land, you could play uh, Unreal Tournament. You could play Halo, Soul Calibur on consoles, Guitar Hero, Dance Dance Revolution. Um, we have the pads. A lot of people like doing that. Good. 
I love it when we get the special kids into play <laughs> because some of them are colorblind, so they don't have any idea what they're doing. Basically, random paths. They're just hitting things. Anyway, <laughs> it's I like the ones with depth perception problems. <laughs> It's kind of like watching Godzilla try to attack a town. Um, <laughs> no, what I wanted to ask you was, because especially for a lot of the gamers, it's uh, board games, you know, like the, the models and stuff. Do you know what kind of stuff you play there? Because that's, that's, mini- oh. that's, that's miniatures, excuse me. Miniatures. <laughs> Little mini war games, um, like Star Wars miniatures, Warhammer. You can always action. check out our website. They're like regular games, only smaller. <laughs> that might help. You can always look at the website, um, www.ubercon.com. We usually get our schedule up a month or so before the con, and you can see what kind of games there are and sign up. And we have board games like Settlers of Catan, Munchkin, you know, Steve Jackson games, Apples to Apples, Out of the Box games, um, several different games. I, I, hear, I hear there's miniatures. I hear there's Munchkins. You really do like short people. Is that right? Oh, yeah, we love them. Love them. Loving, loving, loving the short. Love to have a job. <laughs> we especially like halflings. Ah! Ah, an RPG. Ubercon sounds actually like a fantastic con in in New Jersey, but we'll be moving to a new space soon. Is that right? One, of them. One is in New Jersey. Wait, on we have two a year. Oh really? Biannual means two a year. I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> now that we're clear on that. No, no, not bisexual. Biannual. Oh, I thought um, bisexual. So we usually run a fall con <laughs> and a spring con. And they used to both be in Jersey, uh-huh. and now I think we're going to have our fall con in Jersey, and we're going to try to move our spring con down to Baltimore. Why did you guys decide to do that? Why did you want to go to Baltimore? Because we live here. No, because we live here, and there, although there's sci-fi cons in Baltimore, media cons in Baltimore, um, what else? Anime cons in Baltimore, but there's not really a gaming con in Baltimore. So although we do have sci-fi elements, I mean, we do run panels and things like that, and we usually have an anime room. And an independent film festival, there's not really a con that's focused on gaming in Baltimore. So, so what you say is there's definitely there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of interest there at Ubercon, not just for the gaming community, but there's going to be a lot of people to satisfy a variety of interests. Certainly for the gamers, especially, but for a lot of different people, you've got a lot of different things going on. Would you say that's true? We definitely have a lot of things going on. Um, I mean, we have a lot of web comics. We have an author guest of honor, and our author guest of honor. For October in Jersey is going to be Michael Stackpole, nice. who you might remember wrote some Star Wars books. He's been on the show. He's been on the show. Oh, we Excellent. Some, we some the con coming up in October is going to be October 20th through 22nd in Secaucus, New Jersey. And our website is www.ubercon.com. Fantastic. Thank you very much, guys. Do you have any final words? Final <laughs> words. All right, we got it. Oh. Final words. Oh. My final thought for the evening. It's really fantastic when you get two lovely ladies such as these right here to talk about Ubercon, even if it costs you a fortune in alcohol. Remember. And what have you learned from tonight? Love can be bought. <laughs> this is Earl Newton from Record of the Outcast. Thank you very much for listening to Requiem of the Outcast, episode 32. Don't forget to visit the website, requiemoftheoutcast.com, or, of course, you can go to outcastmultimedia.com, find a link there. The forums should be up, so pop in there and check things out. We've got some great discussions, as well as some contests we'll be running in there. Uh, check back next month for episode 32, and please listen to the other fine projects found in the Outcast Multimedia family. And if you'd like to see me, I'll be appearing at Ubercon. I'm going to be rolling with the Geek Label guys, as well as Jared Axelrod from Voice of Replanet X and J.R. Blackwell from 365 Tomorrows. You will never meet a cooler group of people than any of those guys. This has been Bud Gasting's Rich Siegfried. You stay classy, Bodosphere. You have reached the end of Season 1. To listen to the rest of the story, please flip your MP3 player over and push play.